Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. Yeah. Broadcasting live from the Josie Network Studios in downtown Medina, Tennessee. It's that time of week again. It's time for the Josie Show. Bringing you the most exciting music news and guests from around the world. Right here on the Josie Show. Please make welcome. Beautiful, talented, the lovely, America's radio sweetheart, Mrs. Josie Asentino Moon. Hello, everybody. Ladies and gents, how are y'all doing today? We're having a fun time in the studio. As you can tell, I am giddy as ever because we're watching some, (laughs) you got to love some TikTok videos. (laughs) We're enjoying our best life over here. All right. So I am so excited because today we have an incredible show with some phenomenal talents. I'm telling you, we have Billy Dawson joining us and Holly Kearns. So stay tuned for both of these interviews that we're going to bring you. We're also going to play a couple of their songs. So We're really excited. It's going to be a good one. So first up, Billy Dawson. Please welcome to the Josie Show my guest, Billy Dawson. Hi, Billy. Hey, Josie. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I've been looking forward to this, just so you know. (laughs) Me too. Me too. My publicist told me about you. Yes. They're they're really excited to get me on here, so I'm I'm glad that someone's excited to have me on their show. Yes, we're very 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 excited. You know, the first moment that we heard your voice, I mean, we just we fell in love with all of your music. So we're gonna talk a, a little bit more about that. But I wanted to know when music all started for you. When did you find this passion? Awesome. Well, thank you for liking my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people like my guitar playing, but you mm-hmm. know, here and there. Someone likes your voice, and it means a lot. So thank you for that. I also talked to Tina a little earlier, and she's sweet and was saying the same thing. So y'all are are all nice people over there. Um, Oh, thank you. Music pretty much started. I mean, I I started writing songs at probably like four or five years old on my, you know, Tonka truck, riding in the back, pushing my little wagon or whatnot. Um, (laughs) I'd go around recording songs about jumping on the bed and hitting my brother in the head and all kinds of stuff so (laughs) from from an early age you know it kind of started I didn't know it was going to be a career till probably high school you know I grew up listening to my dad play he would we started a church out of our house and it ended up becoming a church in in uh, Oklahoma Texas Panhandle and uh, he used to sing you know as the deer panteth for the water and and then afterwards when everybody was gone a few friends would hang out he'd play Willie Nelson and Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that so I grew up around music and I grew up listening to my mom making eggs and bacon singing worship songs or singing Brian Adams songs and you know I'll never forget that uh my grandpa was also a uh the first band director in Stratford Texas which is pretty cool and so I grew up playing trumpet and mm-hmm. I can't play trumpet to save my life anymore but uh <laughs> <laughs> um but I still have the scars on the back of my lips you know from my braces from playing all through oh. <clears throat> junior high and high school but I started picking up the guitar and 
you know, I didn't want to hurt my hands. I knew I wanted to play music, whatever that, you know, listen to Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you or with or without you by you two or Keith Urban, somebody like you or Raining on Sunday or all the great songs that send chills down your spine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what kind of inspired me to start trying to do stuff. I don't know why I chose it, but I think it, you know, literally chose me. I think God put me on a path and... Mm-hmm. The more things that I can do and the higher I get, the higher he gets lifted up and I can impact the world more. There's a big difference between impressing and impacting people. So it kind of, it's taken me on a crazy journey. You know, I can't even explain some of the stuff that I've got to do and stories from the road are just crazy. But um, I, I, I didn't want to hurt my hands. I was really good at football. Being a Texas Panhandle boy, football is kind of a religion there. Yeah. If you've seen Friday Night Lights or whatnot, you know, it's kind of like a religion. So, you know, I had my trials there, quit sports and was made fun of a little bit for that and just kept pressing on. Somehow made my way to Nashville. Actually, I actually uh, met Mark Chestnut at Midnight Rodeo in Amarillo, Texas. Mm -hmm. I used to go eat cherry sours at the front door with the lady and we'd sit there and talk and listen to bands. And Mm -hmm. um, she's an older lady who was really cool, but Mm -hmm. she's a good friend of mine. And Mark Chestnut had just got done playing if you have time for this quick little story this yes, is kind of cool of course cool but mark chestnut uh, just got done playing and I, she said go on back there and meet mark and i was like really and she's like yeah I mean, yeah i mean i kind of run the place or whatever so i went back there and delaney jackson his guitar player uh, he said who are you looking for man and i said mark chestnut and and he went oh man yeah he's my boss man here go do this certain knock on the bus and he'll let you in and so I went and did the certain knock, and I was like, there's no way that they're going to let me in here. And uh, so they let me in, and Aaron Till, his fiddle player and him, are sitting there singing songs, and the bus driver gets me on. And he is literally, like, singing for, like, 30 minutes to an hour after a show, like, showing me new songs and stuff he'd written. And it was pretty surreal. And then he handed me his, his guitar, and his guitar strings were too high off the fretboard for me. And I said, well, I got my ovation in the car. And mm-hmm. he went, well, go get it. And I was like, that, wow. that bus is going to be gone when I leave. <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. I'm out of here. <clears throat> anyway, the bus was back. I did the same knock. I tried to remember the same knock. <laughs> Came back, and uh, he said, yeah, play me some songs, you know, and sat there and played. And he said, man, son, you need to be in Nashville. He said, you know, I live in Beaumont, but he's in Texas. You know, we're Texas boys, but you could really do something or whatnot. You can go learn from a lot of people. And he said, you need to move to Nashville. So that kind of freaked me out. I went mm-hmm. to five colleges since then and uh, did never graduated and finally moved my way to Nashville. L- you know, lived on a few floors, was doing it myself and just working at Jersey Mike's, Chicken Nick's and off the grill and kind of, yeah. it, it, doors started kind of opening up, you know, with different songwriters and I'm here today and uh, still love Jersey Mike's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. I love Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Best oh yeah, Mike's way, original. Yeah, yeah, you know it. Oh, that is such a cool story. Though I love how you literally did like Morris Code knocks to get to get in. Uh, yeah, that is so cool. What a great story and experience for you to be able to have. And I love, I love, you know, the story of you know coming up into music. I'm always so interested in that. And you are making an impact because you are putting out music and doing things for the community. One thing that I wanted to talk about is um, your series, Seniors and Songwriters, with Billy Dawson, which is probably the cool thing I've ever heard of. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> I don't know if that's the coolest thing you ever heard of, but uh, hey. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, the coolest so cool. thing I've ever heard of is donuts. So, no, I'm yeah, right. 
<laughs> Krispy Kremes, yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah, like a regular glazed all-American. But anyway, we're For just sure. getting off track. Yeah. Um, singers and songwriters is a play on words like singer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. And I'm a singer-songwriter originally from Texas, but reside in Nashville, Tennessee, is what I like to say. And mm-hmm. I will tell you a little backstory on how it became a show. Yeah. It's like a it's a YouTube series for now, but basically, you know, I go in and interview seniors who live in Meridian Assisted Livings. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of places around the country and in the world, and I go in and interview people and get their story behind the senior, and then we come in and play a hit songwriter show for the residents there, and so tell the story behind the hit song and then sing the song. So there's a story behind every senior and a story behind every songwriter. We're trying to digitally carve their stories and stones so people can learn. You know, older people can learn from them, and the younger generations can know what they went through. Mm-hmm. You know, this first interview, Mr. Perkins, I won't ruin it, for somebody who hadn't seen it, but he used to march with Martin Luther King. He worked under Hal Selassie for uh, Ethiopia, you know, the slavery, freedom of slavery Mm -hmm. there. He used to drink from the white-only watered fountains. You know, he's he's an African-American just hero, war veteran. Just pretty amazing. His story Mm -hmm. is pretty amazing. I sat there and talked with him for about four hours, two times, and it was kind of hard to get ripped away from him, you know, once we had to do it but they had to obviously go because of covid and stuff yeah but anyway that's pretty much the gist of the story so we're traveling around documenting things and it's amazing to hear how kids actually to hear what they say when the when they watch this show you know it's just pretty i, I was bawling when I, my buddy's triplets and his his uh nine-year-old son watched it and they just were like made me cry from mm-hmm. from their comments on the show which was awesome. You know, it made me feel like we were doing something. How the show came about, I was doing a show in Brooksville, Florida. We were raising money for Operation Heartfelt, the Feeding Empty Little Tummies backpack program for the weekend. You know, a lot of kids don't eat on the weekend, so they grab their backpacks before they leave school. Right. We were raising money for that, but we got rained out, but we already did, did our sound checks before the rain out. When it was raining, there was all these tents, and so I went around to each tent, shook people's hands, and mm-hmm said, hey, thanks for coming. Sorry we couldn't raise money and sorry you didn't, you know, get to do anything. And when I got to the last tent, Brooksville's The Grand, which is a Meridian assisted living home. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, where are they located? And they said, across the street. They've been listening to your sound check. Mm-hmm. And they really enjoyed it, you know, um, wish the show was going on. I said, well, let's just go over there. And so I grabbed my acoustic guitar, went into the uh, kitchen area where they were having lunch. It was about noon, 1230. And they were all looking at me like a long-haired tattooed dude walking in to hear you know what's it what's going to happen here (laughs) (laughs) what's going on um, you know sat down Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i started pulling out hank senior songs Mm. and they all lit up like christmas trees Mm -hmm. and like i like i say i mean it was like they were front row at a hank senior concert in 1950 you know and and literally their eyes got wide and they were clapping and they were like singing you know at the top of their lungs and Mm -hmm. it was just it just sparked something. It was like, wow, you know, these people probably haven't been play- I mean, people come in and play at uh, assisted livings, but, you know, it's like, let's do this more. You know, why can't we do this more? And why can't we know, know more about them? You know, I like to know about people. And so yeah. Kevin Carlin, uh, one of the owners of Meridian, uh, they had taken a picture and put me in a newsletter for their residents, you know, which is super cool. Anyway, I was honored to have that happen. But Kevin had contacted me on Facebook Messenger and said, hey, man, let's talk. So we talked for 
you know, a year and became like really amazing friends and kind of went back and forth, you know, talking about doing a commercial and then the commercial turned into a TV show. And then we were just like, why don't we combine seniors and songwriters and make this thing happen? And that's kind of how it sparked. And so we went to Bethesda, Maryland, shot the first Mr. Perkins episode up there at Chevy Chase House. And so that's how it got started, which is kind of really just serendipitous. It was just awesome. You know, and Absolutely. so we're we're going around to all the facilities and getting stories from different residents of theirs. I love that. I wish more artists like took the time out of their day to be able to do that. And like you said, it's on YouTube, right? For now, I'm sure I'm sure television will pick it up at some point because it is very neat. It really is. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's on YouTube for now. Perfect. Um, there's a few different people who've reached out to try to get it to different avenues, but you know, for now it's on YouTube and yeah. we'll see what happens. And we did bring in Aaron Barker. I don't know if you know him. He wrote Baby Blue, oh. George Strait. Yeah, yeah. Wrote, I can still make Cheyenne and uh, Love Without End, Amen, Easy Come, Easy Go. He's the blue voice on Bluebell Ice Cream. Wow. Uh, theme song. I mean, just an awesome guy. We actually had him and kind of filmed. COVID kind of shut everything down to where we couldn't bring the concerts into them. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a certain missing piece right now in the first few episodes, bringing in the hit songwriters to, to perform for these people. So we're excited. There hadn't been any new COVID cases in yeah. any of their facilities across the globe which is awesome they're all getting vaccinated and everything so they're pretty excited to be able to come out of their rooms interact and point you know these seniors they would be locked in their room i mean they couldn't come out at all and they could come out on scheduled mm-hmm. walks right, but it right. just was it really was trapped you know they felt trapped so yeah. i know that people are itching to get back to live music and i know that the seniors are too so they're ready to get back to music and bingo and just getting getting back to normalcy absolutely know? we all are we really are so i could just imagine i could just imagine them i mean i'm sure i'm sure that when you come in and you know have a guitar it's a highlight it's a highlight for so many. And I do want to mention kind of on the on the subject of songwriting, you were featured on American Songwriter. So first off, congratulations. That's huge. Thank you. <laughs> so cool. So yes, you are a very talented songwriter. So can you tell us a little bit about your songwriting process? When you're ready to sit down, pen to paper, you know, what gets you in the zone? How do you begin? Well, I start off with an iced oat milk cortado. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gets um, the the brain pumping. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a coffee aficionado. Like, I mean, if yeah. I didn't do music, I'd probably be doing coffee. You yeah. know, I mean, we're working on some cool stuff too, and in, in the future mm-hmm. on coffee. So I'm really mm. excited uh, about coffee. So me too. <laughs> you know, what I do is I mm-hmm. I make one or two of those, and I get my day revved up, and I light some pinon wood from New Mexico. Huge love for New Mexico. Like, I just love and be enchanted circle. If you've never been there, you need to go to like Eagle Nest House, Angel Fire Quest, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Red River, that area, Santa Fe. I mean, my Albuquerque, that, that area is just mind-blowing. Yeah, so, you shot a music video in New Mexico. I shoot, I pretty much shoot every music video in New Mexico. Like, there's only been a few that I haven't. Uh, I have a buddy, he shot Center Saints down there, Jeshua Booth. He's awesome, he's talented, and there's no other reason to kind of go to really anybody else. And the, the environment there is amazing. And I do a music festival there called Nashville to New Mexico every year and um, we actually just teamed up with New Mexico True so we got a lot of stuff Leo events got a lot of stuff going there but anyway back to the songwriting donut <laughs> <laughs> donut um, inspiration <laughs> back, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, donuts can cause inspiration, or they can call they can cause uh, me to fall asleep. Like any time. Either I one. Like I pass out. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, back to the songwriting process. So really, I, I normally come up with a guitar riff. I mean, I've been playing guitar for, I don't know how long. I mean, since I was like 13, 12 or 13 years old. So oh, yeah. I don't know how long it is. <laughs> no, I love so, it. I come in with a guitar riff and, you know, maybe there's a title. There's a song called I Was 20 Once Too that I wrote. Um, you can hear it on Spotify, but mm-hmm. my dad actually was a crop duster in Texas, and he called me from his Bluetooth one day. This is just an example. And he said, son, you should write a song called I Was 20 Once. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's a cool song title. And my dad's name's Arden, so I call him Arden Allen Pope. Oh, fun. And, um, <laughs> so he comes, up, he comes up with some really cool titles and, like, calls me up. But anyway, I went into my mentor, Rivers Rutherford, um, who wrote When I Get Where I'm Going and Real Good Man. These are my people, smoking is in the dark, stealing Cinderella, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And he's chewing Copenhagen and uh, dipping, chewing Nicorette and dipping Copenhagen. And he's and he sounds like he's gargled razor blades for a living. And I said, man, I want to write this song called 20 Once Rivers. I'm excited. My dad gave me the title. Let's go. He mm-hmm. went, I ain't going to write that. And I was like, why not? And he was like, ah, we'll write something else. And he said, how about I was 20 once, too. So he added mm-hmm. the two to it. You know, I was 20 once, and now I was 20 once, too. So mm-hmm. sometimes the title comes in and then just... You just write what you know. The more real it is, the better it's going to come out. Just like House That Built Me and I Drive Your Truck mm-hmm. and Tin Man and Emerald of Sky. My, my producer, Rodney Clawson, he wrote Emerald of Sky. And he was John Rich's basketball coach. He was plowing fields out in Texas. And he's like, man, you need to be in Nashville. And he came here and wrote like 20 number ones or whatnot. I think that's, I don't know how many. That's he wrote. crazy. Too many, too many to count. So. Yeah. There, you never know how how it's going to go. You know, you don't know what's going to happen in your life. So, I mean, coming in and writing with somebody, I think that's the best way to sum it up is like, mm-hmm. you know, a song title might come in from someone else or you might have a song title that you've held on to for a long time. And you just kind of like start pouring ideas out. And I'm a track guy, so I use Pro Tools. And so I'll build like a little track, like a drum beat, an acoustic guitar or something just to start sparking vibes. I and that. I always tell songwriters you know don't try to hard rhyme all the time you know red dead said fred you yeah, know right. hard rhyme it kind of gets it just gets like annoying if you can get like something that twists somebody's ear and is weird actually like weird and different um it doesn't have to be weird but just different yeah, that's unique. where people that's where people just you know mm-hmm. where that that's where uh they lean towards you know instead of red rhyme red with breath or tree and breathe you know mm-hmm. it's just a little softer you yeah. know so Absolutely. um and then a good tip that i could give any songwriter that i go through go through the alphabet in your head so if you're trying to rhyme something like what's a word what's a word throw a word out like hmm let's see kid did you say kid yeah kid okay so go a go to b bid go to c um I mean, that kid with a C. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. dip, kid and dip, you know, dip. Mm-hmm. Go through all of them. Go through the hard ones and then start getting softer and softer as it goes and then try to find one A to Z. And I'll do that constantly in my brain. I'll go through and like just be like, I know it seems like monotonous, but it's like sometimes it'll just be blatant and it'll show up in the back of your mind. You're like, that's right. That's, that's the one. Cool. That's a really so good that's a good, that's a good technique that I, I didn't come up with it. I mean, I, just, I don't even know where I learned it, but I just go through the <laughs> alphabet and it helps me out. You know, sometimes I'll go backwards too. I'll at least try to and try to rack my brain. 
So yeah, it's a good tip. It really is. That's a good tip for a lot of songwriters out there who are listening. And I do, I do want to talk about a couple songs here that I love. The first one is your most recent called Unite. Can you tell us a little bit about this song? And there's a music video out there that I rec- recommend everybody checking out because it's beautifully done. I mean, it shows the protest, Martin Luther King. I mean, it's it's incredible. Tell us about Unite. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this world needs love right now more than anything. You know, love never fails. Never fails. I mean, that's just like a blatant statement, you know, and, and it's, it's, uh, the song was kind of difficult to write. You know, there's, there's two white guys who are writing a song about, you know, racial equality. If we, the people all had the same tinted skin, you know, yeah. we've got an ocean Oof. full of problems at the table of equality and solve them like Martin Luther King. Yeah. Maybe we can dream, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I was just trying to come up with stuff during COVID, uh, during quarantine. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just, I have a studio at home. I recorded it all at home and kind of put it together and have my buddy mix it. But uh, it turned out like just fantastic, the mix. I thought it sounded like really good. And, and then and then my buddy James Rayner heard it and we he was like, dude, we got to do a video for this right now. This is right now. And then we need to put B-roll protests, B-roll, like yeah. really, really edgy stuff, like hardcore stuff. And then towards the end of the video, it evolves into like, Piece and showing the guy with the free hug shirt and it yeah. shows the cops like uh, Hug- hugging, hugging, people, yeah. hugging people and kneeling mm-hmm. with them and like just showing mm-hmm. them love and people crying hugging police officers it kind of we were just try- trying to shed a little bit of light on the issues that are going on today i mean I mean, there's a bunch of turmoil going on right now and we're just you know if i can be if i can try to make my music um just be a light in a dark place I, that's what i'm trying to do right now yeah you know? so that's that's kind of what Unite's about. That's all you can do. And Unite is available everywhere music is sold and streamed. It's on all of the major outlets right now. So please make sure you check it out. And the music video, which is on YouTube. And there's another song out um, that you have, uh, which has a really cool story behind it, Sinners Saints, which has an official video. Um, and you worked with some really great people on this one, including, you know, Sarah Bryce, Delia Shane. Um, you, of course, were one of the writers as well. Lee Bryce produced it. Jacob Bryce, Ronnie. Clawson. I mean, you you had a dream team. <laughs> you <really> yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you the history with Lee and Sarah, yeah. if I may. Absolutely. Um, so I was playing a bar downtown Nashville, kind of like off the beaten path, not even on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, you know, that song I told you earlier about twenty once. Yeah. Um, I was singing that song when Lee walked in and I've always been a huge, I mean, he's one of my influences, you know, I'm like, For come sure. on, man. Lee Bryce just walked in. So <laughs> I finished the strong. I think my voice got a little stronger at that moment. I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. excited about it. You know, I was like, man, yeah. you know, um, That's awesome. so mm-hmm. they walk in, they go over to the bar and I get down to that song and I just took a break. You know, I was like, I want to meet Lee, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. Went over to uh, the bar to get some water because um, I had another set coming up or another few other songs to sing. Mm-hmm. Lee was like, hey, man, did you write that song? And I was like, yeah, man. I wrote it with Rivers Rutherford and his dad, and it was my dad's idea. And kind of, he was like, man, that's a great, that sounds like a hit song. He said, you're great. He said, here's my phone number. He said, I'd like to write with you sometime. You know, and I was like, cool. I mean, you know, I was acting like a little giddy 
yeah. kid, you know, <laughs> a kid in a candy store. And anyway, gave me his number, went up on stage, finished my set, left, and I waited a little too long, and uh, he changed his phone number. But I was just waiting to give it just some time to where it wouldn't be like, you know, you just mm-hmm. meet a girl and you're like, hey, here's my here's my phone number, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gave him your phone number and I didn't call. Right. But he right. changed he he changed uh, his number. I was like, man, dang, you know. And yeah. I was like, well, God, God will bring it back around if it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah. Anyway, his brother Lewis Bryce is another amazing singer who y'all should interview. Oh, we um, love you. <laughs> he uh, he came up and he's like, wow, Dawson, what's up, man? And he said, uh, he said, uh, my brother was uh, trying to find your number and he somehow somehow lost or something and he changed his phone number here's his new number so anyway i called him up and uh and i couldn't get a hold of him mm-hmm. finally left a message then he called me back and he's like hey man let's let's uh let's start working and this was probably around like right after i drive your truck came out i think mm-hmm. maybe around then and uh so he was busy i mean he was busier than 25 clowns at a circus you know yeah. and it was just like it was just crazy and uh that doesn't even make sense but (laughs) we got it and it was hilarious (laughs) (laughs) it's so true um, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know lee lee was like you know call me up whatever he finally we finally got a hold of each other then we lost uh not really lost touch he was just so busy you know everybody was pulling at his sleeve and so i just let it go and then a few years after that he calls me up and he's like hey man what's going on i said man i hadn't heard from you in a while and he's like yeah my wife's writing songs and he said i know that you're doing tracks at the house you know you want to do some demos for my wife and I was like yeah mm-hmm. so started tracking some stuff for her and then she, and then she was like hey you want to write and I was like yeah so the first song title that came to her during it we went and wrote at the Lee and Sarah's farm and this uh this song title she said I got a song title for you I know it's going to be like just a banger mm-hmm. and she said sinners saints I was like, Sinners, Saints? And, and she said, yeah, not Sinners and Saints, just Sinners, Saints. And um, she said, I have this hook and everything. She said, I know that this is crazy, but I think it's your song, you know. So anyway, we wrote it in like a day and kind of tweaked it. And then, then I did a little track. And then Lee said, hey, send me that track. And then the next day, he sends me a text. He's like, hey, man, check this out. And Lee Bryce is like singing on center saints you know and i was like dude i was like tearing up my wife's tearing up and i was like man this is just amazing to hear his voice and, and i said are you gonna cut this and he said man i am so backed up on every record he said i'm like literally deep in songs right now but he said i think we should cut it on you you know oh, wow. he said i'd like to you know like to produce it and you know we'll get rock you know rodney was and jacob you know we'll just all get together and start working on it so um so that's how it came about um and then we filmed the video with jeshua out in white sands new mexico which is all gypsum Mm -hmm. and that's my wife in the video uh and she just made it pop you know gorgeous um you know um Mm -hmm. you would think it would be hot out there it looks like it looks like desert but her feet were like frozen turkey butterball turkey really you know (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, okay. by the time I got done, it was funny. I was I was defrosting her feet on the <laughs> heaters, driving in the car. <laughs> oh, poor thing. what you do it for love, like, hey? <laughs> it was hilarious. That is so funny. So, that's amazing. Well, it's such that's a great the kind of story behind that. You yeah. know, golly, just awesome. You know, I wrote it about my wife, and then awesome. Sarah wrote it about Lee, and you know, 
obviously the guys are the sinners and the girls are the saints. So Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It's a great, it really is a great song. And I, I want everyone to go and check out um, the music video. It's all, all over, you know, all the streaming outlets out there now. And um, there's also behind-the-scenes footage of you with Sarah Bryce, Lee Bryce is in there. You know, you can see kind of how it all came to be. So I love those behind-the-scenes videos. Me too. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, Josiah Clark uh, uh, filmed that, so I have to give a little shout-out to him. Big time, big time. And before <laughs> we go, I would love for everyone to connect with you. So um, do you have any websites or social networking sites that people can follow you at? Yeah, if you go to Dunk and Dunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'm there Monday through Friday. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, y'all can order me. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to throw one more donut analogy in there. You um, have to. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, you can go to uh, at Billy Dawson Music on Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, YouTube, and then my Twitter is Billy Dawson One, like the number one. Mm -hmm. uh, BillyDawsonMusic.com. Um, you can go to Meridian Senior Living on YouTube and watch the episodes of Seniors and Songwriters. Yeah, I mean, if you just type in Billy Dawson or if you can remember Billy Goat and Dawson's Creek, yeah. you'll never forget my name. I love it. When in doubt, Google it out. Type in Billy Dawson. You'll find everything that you need <laughs> to know. And I have to say, this was so much fun. You are hilarious. Thank you for having me laugh this entire interview. And we'd love to have you back on anytime, okay? You better believe it. Y'all holler at me anytime, and I appreciate uh, oh. Jeremy Westby and Scott Sexton for getting yeah. me on here. 2911 Media, um, thank you guys so much, and uh, oh. you know, blessed to know you guys, and I hope to see y'all in the future. Blessed to know you as well, and we will definitely talk to you again very, very soon and keep up with all of your work. So keep in touch, and once again, we love 2911 Media. Thank you for hooking us up. All right. We loved Billy Dawson. He was so much fun to talk to. Literally laughs like like never before. He's so funny. Um, so now we're going to play a couple of his songs that we mentioned in the interview. We're going to first play Unite, which is an incredible song. And I urge you all, like I said in the interview, to check out the music video for it. Uh, so here is Unite by Billy Dawson. And we'll be right back in just a moment. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, we all came from the same dust Inside our heart beats the same blood We run from love, but it chases us I pray that one day we let it catch up What's it gonna take to change our fate? If we could all just unite Break down the walls that divide Lift up every single life Then we might find We're on a pallet of black to white We're all God's unique design Think it's time to shed some light Tonight And unite This 
this world would be strings without a violin If we the people all had the same tinted skin We've got an ocean full of problems We sit at the table of equality and solve them Like Martin Luther King Yeah, maybe we can drink If we could all just unite Break down the walls that divide Lift up every single life Then we might find We're on a palette of black to white We're all God's unique design Think it's time to shed some light Tonight
rescued me from my darker days She's an angel walking And everybody knows Her grace is amazing God made her just right He knew what he was doing When she came into my life I'm whiskey bent and hellbound She's perfect and I ain't Yeah, that's why God Welcome to the Josie Show. My guest, Holly Kearns. Hi, Holly. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So I love to ask my guests how their passion began for whatever they do. And you are a singer-songwriter. So how did making music begin for you? Actually, I just started playing guitar when I was about 13 or 14 and just completely fell in love with it. It was all-consuming for me and just became something I was absolutely obsessed with. So when I was about 16 or 17, of conversations about college and what those next steps are start popping up. And I just told my family, I'm like, this is the only thing that I really want to pursue forever. And this is the thing I'm most <laughs> passionate about. So... I, right out of high school, started playing out full-time and then moved to Nashville eventually. That's fabulous. Who who might be some of your inspirations? Who did you really look up to and listen to on the radio? You know, growing up, I was really inspired by 90s country. I listened to everyone from, like, Martina McBride, Faith Hill, Dixie Chicks, Alan Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the greats. As I got older, I listened to a lot of Top 40 radio, whether it was country or pop. I listened to a lot of Taylor Swift. Of course, as a preteen, I was in, like, the fearless era and everything. For so sure, I, <laughs> yes. She's actually a huge reason I started playing guitar and stuff, mm-hmm. so that is always what I have to mention. But I loved, like, a lot of the singer-songwriters, like Colby Calais and Jason Mraz and that kind of vibe, too. So I think you can kind of hear a little bit from that 90s country to those more singer-songwriter artists in my music, for sure. Yes, all of the greats. You literally named all of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> yes, yes. A lot in common. I love that. And your debut EP, titled Finally, is doing amazing. It's doing amazing on charts. It's gaining so many streams. Can you tell us what you believe kind of what you can attribute great successes to? Because you do have such a great fan base that are really tuned in. Yeah. I really, really do, and that's really what I need to attribute it to more than anything. I, Like I said, I played out for about three or four years before moving to Nashville, and then once I was in Nashville, I focused on songwriting for like a year. So these people who have, you know, had come into my shows for about almost six years now have been holding on for music for that long. And I just now this year released music, and they were they just ate it up, and they've been so supportive and amazing. And, of course, I have a really great team of people around me, too, who are helping, you know, with press and with marketing and all that kind of stuff, too, just trying to spread the word and everything. So there are so many people I need to thank. Yes. Yeah. 
I love it. Well, for those out there who have not heard the EP, can you tell us what we might find on your new EP? Of course, yeah. I have everything from kind of the pop country party songs. I have drinking songs. I have mm-hmm. a song, a father-daughter dance song. Ooh. <laughs> and then kind of my beat loving countryside coming out, too. So there's just a little bit of everything. I got one heartbreak song on there. I don't <laughs> want to make anyone too much sadder in 2020. So Right. <laughs> Yes, I love that. So you have a little bit of everything. Everyone will be able to relate to some song on the new EP. And so did you write any of the songs on this EP? Who wrote some of these great tunes? Yeah, I co-write all of them. So I'm on all five, and then I had different co-writers for each one. Incredible artists like Morgan Johnson was on it, Kaylin Robertson, Spencer Crandall, just a lot of really good people. Gary Garris is an awesome track guy. He's on one of them. Oh, I love it. So that you had a dream team behind the CP. <laughs> you really did. Yeah, I really, really did. Absolutely. Yes, and you were featured on Radio Disney as well. What was that like for you? Because I'm sure growing up, you know, for me especially, <laughs> Radio Disney was the thing. So what was it like to actually, you know, be featured on it? So that was wild. That yeah. was my very first release. I was picked me up back in July. The day after I released that song, I heard that I was going to be Radio Disney Country Artist of the Week. Wow. And with my very first single ever, so I heard that and I just immediately started crying. I was actually home in Missouri <laughs> at the time for the release and I just cried and cried. I'm like, this is nuts. This is what I grew up listening to and, you know, it's something I've always dreamed about. So it was really special. So special. And you mentioned um, your videos for Pick Me Up and Shoes to Fill. They were both featured on CMT and TCN Network. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about each of these videos? What's it like filming a music video? It is chaotic. It's probably the best word. (laughs) Busy. Mm-hmm. Very fun. It's very exhausting, as silly as that sounds. A lot of attention goes into them, a lot of planning, a lot of uh, little details you don't even pick up on, I think. So I was definitely a lot more work than I anticipated, but so much fun. And I got to make a lot of these videos with some people that I really, really love and care about. Like, my little sister was on one of them. My best friend was on one of them. Mm-hmm. So I just had some really cool people around me that got to experience it alongside me. Yeah, you had so many special people on there, so it made it even more special for you. You know, like your sister. I mean, what a great experience for all of you. For those who want to check out the new EP and your music videos. You're available everywhere music is sold, digitally, streaming, major outlets. It's all over the place. YouTube, you can find the videos. You're just everywhere. <laughs> you really are. Yeah, I'm absolutely everywhere right now. You can hear Tally Kearns and I will harass you somewhere for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. So please make sure you check out all of the music and the music videos. And I wanted to ask, do you have any live or online shows coming up that you could tell us about? Yes, I always do. But I have one specifically right now coming up. It's on March 25th, I'm doing a live stream concert. So it's going to be a 45-minute show with a couple different band members around me, and it'll stream on every single one of my social media platforms. That's March 25th, I think around 7, 6, 7 p.m. Central. Yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Well, I can't wait. I'll definitely be tuning in and I hope everybody else tunes in as well. And I wanted to ask, what is next for you in your music career? Are you working on anything else currently? Are you songwriting? What's been going on in your world? So the last couple of months I spent writing a lot and gearing up for this next release. I'm so happy to say, actually, this is crazy. I just left the studio right before the phone call and Ooh. I got my master's back for the next release. So I am... Oh officially ready to go for the next one and I'll be details about that will be out very very soon okay that just made me so excited I'm ready for it my ears are peeled (laughs) 
I am looking forward to this. I am so excited. So there is new music coming out. It's in the works. So please, everyone, stay tuned in to Holly Kearns. Um, can you give out your website and also your so- social networking site so people can stay in the know? Definitely. So my website is just my name, Holly Kearns, H-A-L-L-E-K-E-A-R-N-S.com. And my social media is just Holly Kearns on everything. Perfect. When in doubt, Google it out. <laughs> You'll find all of her pages. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Very exactly. easy. Yes, yes. And before we go, I have some fun questions for you, okay? Just a couple. Oh, great. Let's do it. All right, all right. So the very first one, if there is an artist out there, any genre, who would you love to collab with? I've thought about this a lot. I think it would be, I'm going to give you two. Yeah. If it's a male artist, it's going to be Billy Joel. It's super weird. I just absolutely love him. I think it'd be a really fun dynamic. And then, of course, for the females, it'd probably be Casey Musgraves. I adore her. Yes. I could see both of those happening. So someone get a petition going. (laughs) We got to make it happen. That'd be so much fun. And the next question that I have for you that I love to ask all of my musical artists, is there a stage out there that you have not performed? It could be or anywhere around the world that you have not performed on that you would love to? What would that venue be for you? Oh, there are so many. And yeah. honestly, right now, I'd love to play on any stage just because this last year was very short. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> I really want to play Red Rocks, and, of course, I want to play the Opry. For sure. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited that I had the <laughs> chance to chat with you. And please come back anytime, okay? Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And we are back. Now, we have a couple songs from Holly Kearns here. The first one we're going to play is titled Pick Me Up. And we'll be right back with another one from Holly Kearns. So here is Pick Me Up. It's been a long week. Work nine to five with overtime and I barely made it to Friday, but now I'm finally With your head left in the front lawn, I just need a little pick me up. So come pick me up. We can hit the liquor store since 23 bucks. Get drunk on cheap champagne. Forget about the world while we listen to the rain. I'm in need of some TLC, and the only way I want to put your lips all over me. Tell me what you're waiting for. I'll be waiting on the front porch. Need a little pick me up. Come on, 
I hope you enjoyed those interviews and their music, and please tune in next week to more at the Josie Show. See y'all soon. Goodbye.